I want to talk with you this morning on this Easter Sunday about a power that's available to you and probably a power that's been underused by you. It is a power that has been proven by God and it is a power that's been promised to you by God himself. And this power is the same power that God the Father used to resurrect Jesus, his son, from the dead. And that same power, that proven power, is available to you. And it's available to you to help you change your life for the better. And not only now, but forever and ever. Now, often people say to me, and they, they say this to a lot of pastors, pastors, why can't I seem to change? Pastor, there's some things I, I need to work on. There's some things I need to change in my life, but I just can't seem to do it. Pastor, what do I do? And often a lot of us feel there's something that we need to change in our lives, and when we feel that need, we go to some seminar somewhere, and we're hoping that there'll be some truth to kind of zap us and kind of change us. Or, or we go to a fitness club and we sweat for a couple weeks, but then we quit before we're fit. Amen? Anybody there? <laughs> we quit before we're fit. Or we go to some diet center and we, we buy into their program, but then we leave it before we lose it. Man, I, I got to confess this morning, I dieted once. Most horrible morning of my life. Horrible mornings, I quit. Truth is, seminars and diet centers and fitness clubs, they may all inspire you, but the thing they can't give you is the power to change. The problem is not a lack of knowledge. It's not a lack of resources. The problem is a lack of power, a shortage of power. You and I need power beyond our own to make changes in our lives. Our own power is just not enough. But listen close. There is this power that is beyond your own that is available to you. And it is this power that comes from God's own hand that is available to you. It is this power that is there to help you become a better person. It is this power that's there to help you become a better mom or dad. It is this power that's there to help you become a better leader for your whole family. It is a power that will help you become a better follower of Jesus Christ. It is a power that's there to help you become a better example to your company and to your people that you work with. And God is willing and ready to give you his life-changing power whenever you need it, wherever you need it. In fact, the Apostle Paul said it this way. Look at this on the screen. I pray that you will know how great his power is. For those, for who? For those who have put their trust in him. And it is the same power that raised Christ from the dead. This same power put Christ at God's right side in heaven. Now that's power, amen? To be fully dead for three days, in a tomb, buried, 
And yet, as the video showed us this morning, life returns and he rises from his grave. That's power. And folks, that same great life-changing power is available for your life. And by that same power, your status can change. You see, God the Son was dead. But by the power of God the Father, he was made alive again. God the Son was fully dead, but by the power of the Father, the status of the Son was changed. And by that same power, your status can change. Whether it's changing some long-term habit that you know is not pleasing to God, that's detrimental to your life, to your family, or whether it's changing from one who doesn't yet live for God to one who does, the same power that changed the status of Jesus Christ can change you. So the bottom line is this. You can experience this life-changing power of Jesus Christ. And folks, it's a power that's greater than anything else you can ever imagine. No other power compares with it. In fact, if you go back and study the Greek language, the Greek word for this Easter power of the resurrected Jesus from the dead, the Greek word is dunamis, which simply translated means dynamite. So God is saying, I want you to know and experience the great power of dynamite in your life. God is saying, the power that blasted Jesus free from the dead, free from his grave, that held him captive, is the same power that can blast you free from anything that holds you captive. And all of God's people said, amen. Folks, what does this great Easter power do for you? First of all, write this down on your outline. First thing it does is this. It cancels your past. Anybody got a past? <laughs> We've all got a past, amen? Anybody want to cancel something in your past? Anybody? I'm the only one that was dirty, <laughs> negative, messed up. All right. It cancels your past. It cancels all your past failures, all your past mistakes, all your past sins. And we have all failed God. We've all failed others. And at times we all wish that we could somehow wipe out our past and just start over fresh. Well, the good news is this. God has the power to cancel your past, to forgive your sin, to even forget your sin. And God can give you a fresh start once again because of his power. He knows about every one of your past sins, but listen close. But he also has the power to choose to not remember them. We can't forget our past. We can't forget all of our sins and all of our mistakes, but God can. He has the power to remember them no more. Take a look at what the Bible says on the screen. He forgave us all of our sins, having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. So what God is forgiving is all of our past. But really, what is he forgiving? What is he canceling? The sins themselves and the penalty that we deserve for all of our sins. So what's, what's the word sin mean? Well, 
It comes from an archery term. When an archer would draw back and shoot an arrow at a bullseye, but he would miss the target. It was called a sin. He missed the mark. To sin is to miss the mark that God says we're to hit. His righteousness, his, his holiness. And so that's why the Bible says all have sinned, all have fallen short. All of our shots aimed at pleasing God have missed the mark of his holiness. All of our attempts to please God have fallen short. And often we don't even live up to our own goals, let alone God's. But listen close. Jesus paid for all your misses. Amen? Jesus paid for all your misses, all my misses with his life. He paid for all the times in the past when you missed the target. You see, Jesus did not come to condemn you, but he came to forgive you. He came to cancel it all out. He came to cancel your past and to get you ready for your future in heaven. And all of God's people said, amen. In fact, look at what God says. He says, I will remember their sin. Look at that. No more. No more. He chooses to forget your past. So what's that mean? It means when you admit and confess your past sins to him, you ask him to come into your life as your Savior and Lord, he cancels them and he remembers them no more. That's good news. And that's the good news of Easter. So what if you decided today to ask Jesus Christ to forgive all the things you've ever done wrong, to come into your life and be your Savior and your Lord, but then tonight you died and suddenly you were standing before God. Do you know how he's going to respond to you when you bow before him and you ask him again to forgive your sin? You know what he's going to say? What sin? What are you talking about? I mean, even if you committed moral sins, he's going to say, what sin? If you committed some ethical sin in business, he's going to say, what sin are you talking about? You, you committed some crime. He's going to say, what crimes? When God cancels your past, he cancels your past. Amen? It's done. It's wiped out. It's forgiven. Your sins are made whiter than snow. They're washed away. God declares this in his word. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So the question is, are you in Christ Jesus? And if you are, there's no condemnation. So folks, if you've asked him to forgive your sins, he doesn't condemn you. He forgives you. He redeems you. And that's great news. And only God can do that for you. So God's power, first of all, cancels your past. But next, write this down. God's power also conquers your problems. Conquers your problems. Now, everybody's got problems. I got problems. You got problems. We all got problems. Amen? Anybody got no problems? <laughs> We've all got some problems. But even if you, if, if you don't have problems, I want to say this to you this morning. You better check your pulse. Because the only people that don't have problems are located in the same place. The cemetery. Forest lawn. Someplace like that. Our real problem is what we try to do with our problems. We try to use our own power to solve our own problems. 
And how do you know if you're trying to solve your own problems with your own power? It's really easy. You're tired all the time. You're sick all the time. And you're sick and tired of being sick and tired all the time. (laughs) That's how you know. But God says that by his power, we can conquer our problems. Take a look at this on the screen. The Bible asks, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And yet I've met lots of people who feel like they are being conquered. And often they say things like this, Pastor, I just can't win. I can't seem to get ahead. I'm powerless. Have you ever asked somebody, hey, how you doing? And they say, well, under the circumstances, I'm okay. The question is, what are they doing under their circumstances? Circumstances are kind of like a mattress. You get on top, you feel great. You get under it, you suffocate. Amen? (laughs) And God doesn't want us living under our, our circumstances just trying to breathe, just trying to live life and just to get through. But lots of people are living under their circumstances. They're being conquered by their problems rather than conquering their problems by the power of Jesus Christ. The truth is we can't control the problems that come, but we can control how we respond to those problems. You say, Pastor, but you don't, you don't know my problems. You don't know what I'm going through. It, it's bad. But it is God who is saying that we are more than conquerors. And if you go back and study the Greek language there, it says that we are super conquerors. So the truth is this. If you you put your circumstances in God's hands and you rely on God's power, nothing can conquer you. And even if your body is conquered, your soul will live forever. Amen? Amen? Even if we get sick and God decides to allow that sickness to carry on, your soul still reigns with Jesus Christ. Amen? You still win. Folks, that's the message of Easter. No matter how bad your circumstance, the power of God can carry you through it and or change it. You see, God loves to turn crucifixions into resurrections. Amen? Oh, come on. Help me out. All God's people said? Amen. Amen. He loves to turn crucifixions into resurrections, bad news into good news. And so the same God and the same power that caused Jesus to rise from the dead can cause you to conquer your problems. So God's power cancels your past, conquers your problems. Next, write this down. And then corrects your patterns. Corrects your patterns. Anybody got a pattern, needs corrected? (laughs) Something you know isn't right, isn't quite pleasing to God? What is it that you'd like to change about your life, yourself? Or maybe I should ask this, what is it that your spouse would like to change about you? (laughs) What is that thing? One wife said, my husband is so temperamental, He's 90% temper and 10% mental. (laughs) One day a husband said to a pastor, I want a divorce right now. Pastor said to the man, but you promised before God to take her for better or worse. The man said, yeah, 
but she's a lot worse than I took her for. <laughs> Listen, we all have some patterns that we need help with, things that, that need to change, and the power of God can help you correct even those bad patterns. Complete this sentence. It's just like me to be what? It's just like me to be late or bitter, fearful. It's just like me to be worried all the time, to be short-tempered. It's just like me to be critical or demanding. It's just like me to, to be depressed. What is it about you that you would like to change or should change? Whatever it is, the power of God is fully sufficient to help you change. And he uses a two-step process to do it. The first step is becoming a new person on the inside. When you ask Jesus Christ to come into your life, he makes you a new person on the inside. Take a look at what God's word says. It says, if anyone is in Christ, he has become a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. That means when Jesus comes into your life, he forgives you, he wipes out your past, he cancels it, the old you is gone. And so folks, when God gets involved in your life, you don't turn over a new leaf, you get a new life. He forgives you, cleanses you, and you start in a new life. And it's one that begins on the inside and then begins to show itself on the outside. The changes on the inside begins to change the patterns on the outside. The second step is letting God mold you into the person that you are meant to be. Becoming a Christian gets you instant forgiveness, but it doesn't give you instant perfection. You still need God's help to change old patterns. You have a new heart, you have a new life with new attitudes and new desires, and yet sometimes those old patterns and those old ways just kind of stick their head up, and sometimes they're not easy to change. And so you'll need the power of God to help you change them. The Bible says this, don't let the world squeeze you into its mold, but let God remake you so that your whole attitude is changed. But some still say, I can't change. Pastor, I've tried it. It's just the way I am. And you're absolutely right. You can't change on your own power. It is only by the power of God that you can change. But as he exerts his power in you, you can change. But you also need to understand this. There's only one thing that will keep you from changing. There's only one thing that will keep you from becoming the person you want to be. And what is that one thing? It's not the devil. It's not other people. It's not God. It's not your circumstances. Here it is. It's procrastination. Procrastination says, I have every intention of changing tomorrow. And we never get around to it. And that's what most of us do. Maybe you've been saying things like this. One of these days, I'm going to spend more time with my family. Or one of these days, I'm going to read the word of God more. One of these days, I'm going to pray more. I'm going to get serious about being a Christian. One of these days, I'm going to get active in serving God and helping other people. One of these days. But procrastination, 
keeps you from making those changes. That's exactly what Pharaoh did. When God sent different kinds of plagues to cause Pharaoh to let God's people go, one of the worst plagues he sent was a plague of frogs. Can you imagine the whole land being filled with frogs, hopping toads everywhere? I know frogs and toads are different. I know, I know that. But can you imagine a plague of frogs? Can you imagine waking up and there's frogs inside your covers and your toes? I mean, that's what happened. Frogs everywhere. So Mrs. Pharaoh started to put pressure on Mr. Pharaoh to let God's people go so the frogs would go. And so Pharaoh finally gives up. And Moses asks him, when do you want to get rid of the frogs? And Pharaoh gives this classic answer, tomorrow. Now, why, when you have a plague of frogs, Pharaoh must have been crazy. Why in the world would he not say, get those frogs out of here now? But instead, he said, tomorrow. The truth is, you and I do the same thing all the time. We know we need to make a change, and if we make the change, it'll be way positive. The old ways, the old frogs will leave. But we just say, tomorrow. The hardest thing to do in life is to make changes. Any rocket scientist will tell you the most fuel when they send a rocket up is used up in the first 100 yards. Just getting the rocket off the launch pad takes the most fuel. And it's the same way for us. The hardest thing in life is to launch into making a change, to get going in the changes we need to make. And lots of people go to church week after week, and they, they hear that Jesus has this power to change their life. And yet week after week, they leave saying, one of these days, I am going to let God into my life. One of these days, I am going to let God help me with this or that. You know, one of these days, I am going to let the power of God really have full control of me. But then they leave and procrastinate because they feel they just don't have enough power to change. And maybe that's you. But folks, we're talking about the power of Easter. We're talking about the power of dynamite. We're talking about the power of Easter that is available to you. Resurrection power. Jesus is alive. And if you visit the tomb of Confucius, he's still there. You know that? If you visit the tomb of Muhammad, he's still there. If you visit the tomb of Gandhi, he's still there. But if you visit the tomb of Jesus, you'll find that he is not there. Jesus has risen. And the same power that changed the state of Jesus can change you. God's power can correct your patterns. Last this morning, and God's power confirms your place. Amen? God's power confirms your place in heaven. Now, now, when you let the power of Jesus into your life, not only are your patterns changed, but the place you spend eternity is changed. Your eternal address gets changed. The simple truth is this. When you ask Jesus to come into your life, your reservation in heaven's hotel is confirmed. It's confirmed. And, and, and when you make your reservation, you get a confirmation code. And when the Father asks you under what name your reservation was confirmed, you just simply say, Jesus. Say Jesus with me. Jesus. That's your confirmation code. 
Because Jesus says, in my Father's house are many rooms. I am going there to prepare a place for you. For you. Now the truth is this. You don't get to know when you'll die. But you get to know where you'll go when you die. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead and into heaven will raise you from the dead and into heaven. And you can confirm that place if you haven't yet right now, today, through the name and power of Jesus. A pastor once said to a drunk, would you like to go to heaven? Drunk said, no way. Pastor said, well, why not? And the drunk says, well, I thought you were taking a group right now. (laughs) Well, the truth is this, you may not be ready to leave this second, but you can get ready to leave any second. You can confirm your place right now, right here today. So listen, God's proven power, God's promised power cancels your past, helps you conquer your problems, helps you correct your patterns, and it confirms your place in heaven. God's power is a life-changing power. And I like to phrase it this way. Look at the screen. His power changes you for the better now and forever. Amen? Amen. That's the power of our risen Lord and Savior. And sometimes you say, well, you know, I've asked Jesus Christ in my life a long time ago, and, and his power hasn't seemed all that great to me. But my question is, how close have you walked with him? if you walk close you experience a power that's like nothing else that's far beyond yourself that'll give you the strength for anything you face in this life maybe some of you came here today because of tradition maybe because of an invitation somebody asked you to come But regardless of why you came, you're not here by some accident. God wanted to say to you this day that there is a power that's available to you that'll make you better now and forever. And I know that some of you might be thinking that I don't need God's power because I don't need to change. I'm happy just the way that I am. And if that's what you're thinking, here's the thing you need to understand. Your greatest need is not happiness. Your greatest need is forgiveness. You need God's forgiveness. You need God's power in your life now and forever. As we close today, would you consider doing this, inviting Christ to come into your life, to be your Savior and your Lord if you never have? Or if you have, but... You've drifted away from him, and you want to experience the great power that he has for you. Would you recommit your life to him today? Why not ask Jesus to give you the power that you need to change, to become more like him? Would you bow your heads with me as we pray? As I close with this prayer, would you consider repeating it in your heart? And would you consider making this Easter the day? that you let Jesus completely be your Savior and your Lord. Repeat after me in your heart, Lord Jesus, I ask that you forgive my sins. 
I ask that you come into my life. I ask you to be my Savior and my Lord. And I ask that you give me your power to change. From now on, I will follow you. This morning, if you prayed that prayer for any reason at all, while heads are bowed, would you just say, Pastor, I want you to know, and I want to confess before you and God that I prayed that prayer. Would you just lift your hand? Just lift it up wherever you are. Yeah, just lift it up and put it down. Amen. Wonderful. I want to encourage you to leave this place this Easter and draw close to him. And as you do, you will experience a power like never before in your relationship with God and in your walk in life. And as if you'd like to let us know on your response card that you prayed that prayer, we'll send a little helpful booklet to you. We're not going to knock on your door. We're not going to call you up or embarrass you. But we'll just send a little booklet to you that would be encouraging to you as you begin to walk closer to Jesus. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be together this Easter morning. We thank you for all that you've done to help us come to know you. Lord, for every person in this room, would you bless them? Would you continue to guide them and walk with them, talk with them, and help them in every way, I ask in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen.